Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. Mike McDaniel still on paternity leave. Uh, we'll see how long the HR department lets him do that. I am not alone once again. We are here to preview the NC State Wolfpack, and we have gone to the the official, uh, the, the best source for NC State information as far as we have been able to find out. Mr. Joe Giglio of 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina, joining us. Joe, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, Joe. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. It is a pleasure. It is an honor to have you on the show. We know that you are the authority of all things NC State in the media, so uh, appreciate you coming on today. Do want to talk about, this is a big year for NC State that we're coming into uh, this fall in 2022. Dave Doran enters year 10, which with the departure of David Cutcliffe from Duke, I think that officially makes Dave Doran the old man of uh, the ACC's coaches. Uh, he, he now has the longest tenure of all of them. Um, he has had a well, really... Dabo's still got him. Oh, my gosh, you're right. There's that guy named Dabo, yeah. I guess. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Good job, Joey. All right, good start. Uh, <laughs> Dave Dorn going into year 10. So, yes, he is the second oldest man in the, uh, in the ACC coaching ranks. Um, he has built up this NC State program to a point that it is... Uh, it is almost in unprecedented territory. Uh, we know that the history of uh, struggling to get to that 10 win mark, but the last four seasons, not well, four of the last five seasons have won uh, nine, nine, eight, and nine from 2017, 18, 20, and 21. Um, big year, a lot of returning production. I guess th- there's been some talk, Joe, about Doran and, you know, potentially looking around the NFL or other jobs. Have you gotten that sense that he he might try to parlay this into another job or is he just really happy at NC State at this point and and looking to stay here for the long haul? Dave's had some opportunities to leave before, notably with after that uh, 17 and 18 seasons that you mentioned where he was really close to um, the, the, the school's first ACC title since 1979 and only their second 10 win season, which has been elusive. And, you know, the jobs were like Oregon State, Ole Miss, Tennessee. And, you know, Tennessee was an interesting one. I think he probably, you know, would have left. It was, it was about a million dollars more per season. But ultimately, you know, I, his family, he's got he had younger kids at the time. His kids are growing up now. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if, he, if they could really cash this thing in this year. You know, Nebraska is, is the team that he grew up. That, that was his favorite team growing up. Mm. Uh, Midwest kid, easy to understand. I, I don't know what Nebraska will do after this year, but there are certain dream jobs out there for everyone, right? And I, I would never say never on that front, um, but obviously Dave has a, a newer contract. It, it's better in, it's better for him in the ACC. So we'll see where it ends up going. Um, but, you know, moving forward, I can't predict how people are going to treat 
you know, Big Ten jobs or SEC jobs, mm-hmm. given uh, the stratus stratification of where college football seems to be headed. Um, but I would say it, it, there's only one or two out there that would really interest him. Uh, it's a great question, though, because it would be one, you know, <laughs> forever. NC State has had a guy for four years, five years, six years, and then there's a change. Mm-hmm. And I saw Dave, they have they open up their first practice, the first hour of the first practice. And I kind of sat there and looked at him like Paul Rudd, like, I, I can't believe it's year 10. <laughs> I, I, look at us. Year 10. I just I've, Who I haven't been. I haven't been around for an NC State coach to make it to year ten, mm-hmm. um, so it, it was uh, it was kind of interesting. But uh, to your point, they, they have been he has found a way and found the right formula, and this is his best chance, obviously. And I, I believe this is his deepest team for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and and it's as you mentioned, I mean, not only at NC State, but really almost anywhere these days. I mean, for a coach to stick around for a full decade, um, it, it really speaks to the st- you know the stability and and the the overall success of the program that he's built here. Um, I, I was a little skeptical coming off of that run with Ryan Finley and, and Eli Drinkwitz in, in 17 and 18. Going into 19, saw the four and eight year and thought, well, maybe it was just the magic of those two guys or you know a couple guys that were there. And uh, I, I've been really impressed with the way that he was able to kind of uh, have a second act here as the NC State head coach. And, and as you mentioned, I mean, I think this is as good a chance as he's had uh, to have a really good team. I, and, and we mentioned the word stability. I mean, that, that goes a little bit with the coaching staff as well. It's it's not just, you know, he had Eli Drinkwitz there for a few years as offensive coordinator. But since then, you know, we're going into year three with Tim Beck, year four, Tony Gibson. It seems like he's got a really a, a winning formula that it, it plays a cohesive style of football uh, with, with those two guys manning the helms on either side of the ball. Yeah, let's start with uh, Tim Beck. I, you know, he was hired after that 19 disaster where, you know, Des Kitchings was a co-coordinator with George McDonald. Des was really the one calling the plays. They couldn't really figure out what they were doing at quarterback. They were really rudderless. And then all of a sudden you're hit by a pandemic. Tim Beck's hired and he doesn't have a chance to work with anybody. Mm -hmm. Then you get finally on the practice field and Bailey Hockman is your backup and Devin Leary is your starter. Leary comes down in, in COVID contact tracing and can't practice for three weeks. So he can't play the first two games of the season. And Belly Hockman, you know, he Tim Beck made Belly Hockman a serviceable quarterback in the ACC, which that was a pretty good job by Tim Beck that first year when they you mentioned the uh, the pandemic year where they won eight games when they went seven and three in the league. You know, that that was really good work by Tim Beck. And then you saw last year the continuity with Beck and Leary. I'm interested to see Beck take another step this year with Leary. You know, you have a guy now going into his fifth year of college and third year as a starter. It's really a chance for him to expand the playbook a little bit, put a little more trust into Devin Leary. The numbers were eye-popping last year, but for people who followed NC State, Tim Beck had a tendency to be conservative. And, you know, you'd see a lot of running plays on first down, a lot of predictable running plays on first down. Mm-hmm. You'd see some screen plays where you're like, oh, my gosh, what are we doing here? Um, notably in that Carolina game, I'm sitting here going, can we forever throw away this, you know, third and 100 screen that never works or second and 100 screen that never works? So there's growth there, but also you have to tip your hat to what Tim Beck has been able to do in difficult circumstances. And it'll be interesting with so many pieces back this year. You know, that that COVID year of eligibility, Joey, has really changed the fortunes in a lot of programs. And I think you can directly point to it 
for Pitt's success last year and Wake Forest's success last year. And I think NC State is hoping that they can draw that same straight line to Charlotte to the ACC championship game. It makes sense. It makes sense. You mentioned Devin Leary needing to take this, uh, seeing if you can take another step forward. Uh, already seemed like he was one of the better quarterbacks in the ACC. But like you said, I mean, with another year of experience, getting, uh, I guess, you know, two of your top three receivers back, there is a chance to kind of take that step forward. I think the maybe a little bit of the sticking point on offense being in the backfield where Bam Knight and Ricky Person are, are gone. And not only did those guys get the lion's share of the carries out of the backfield, but they also caught a number of passes in this offense, uh, in particular, Ricky person. Um, is, is there any indication on your end, Joe, of who, who takes over the reins there in the backfield? Is that a point of concern or, or is there someone really waiting in the wings that we should be looking out for? Yeah, it, it's definitely a concern. You, you lose two backs, you know, in, in the, in the name of, in the year of name, image, and likeness, you couldn't convince one of them to come back rather than, you know, pursue an NFL free agency. Neither got drafted. Um, so that, that part was a – that's a little bit of a stinger. You, you had a lot of those guys back, offensive line, receiver, quarterback, everybody on defense, and it was disappointing that they weren't able to bring one of those running backs back. Um, Jordan Houston's a guy who was a change of pace his first, you know, two years in on campus here. This is year four for Jordan. Um, smaller guy, though. Uh, Demi Sumo is a guy who they really, 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 really like. Um, out of New Jersey, didn't play last year, was the uh, scout team player of the year type deal. Um, it, six foot, 210, it wouldn't surprise me. It, he's from Carl Lewis's hometown in New Jersey, Williamboro, New Jersey. It, it wouldn't surprise me if he became something of a workhorse for them. But my initial thought would be that there's a reason they didn't go into the portal and get a running back. Demi's probably the answer to that. And my second thought to that is maybe they really do loosen it up for Devin this season. And his numbers were outstanding last year. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you don't you don't have 35 touchdowns and five interceptions and not have an outstanding season, 65 completion percentage. But those attempts, you know, 431, like I talked about, there was a tendency with, with NC State last year and Tim Beck to be conservative, particularly early in games. And some of that you can you can chalk up to Dave. You know, his background is as a defensive guy. But I think there needs to be the right mindset this year to say, okay, well, if we can't run the football, what can we do? Or if we can't run the football the way that we want to, what can we do? And I, I think the answer to that might be more Devin Leary. Yeah, I was going to ask. I mean, is that is that the main point of, of development there is if you don't have quite the – well-defined running game that you can then build off of, you know, with play action passes, some of the maybe easier throws at times. Is it really just the passing game being able to exist a little bit more on its own or is the main feature of the offense? You know, I think one thing last year and one of their main pieces that will be missing this year is Emeka Amezi. Mm -hmm. And one of my frustrations with Emeka, so I'm 47 years old. I was a student at NC State and I remember um, when Torrey Holt was here, and they would move Torrey Hall over the place. He would line up in the backfield. He'd line up in the slot. He'd line up and, and the, as the outside receiver. He'd be in motion often. You, if you, everyone in the building knew Torrey Holt was going to get kind of like Calvin Johnson. You're you're nodding your head because you're a Georgia Tech fan. Oh yeah, everyone knew. And for all of Chan Gailey's faults, he never just threw Calvin out there and said, "Just stay out there." Mm -hmm. You know, there was there was a plan. And I thought last year, Amezi, who was a fifth-year guy, used an extra year of COVID eligibility. 
I thought they needed to be more creative with him last year. I'm I'm hoping to see some of that this year with Devin Carter, with Thayer Thomas, with a Trent. A Trent Penix is a kid who was a running back out of high school, a local kid who they've kind of turned into a tight end, a little bit of an H-back. He's got potential to be more involved in the offense. Chris Tootle is a traditional tight end who I think they have potential to use a little bit more and get a little bit more out of. Um, that's the type of creativity that I'm that I'm talking about. Um, NC State has a. You mentioned Eli Drinkwitz before. He was kind of the same way. Oh, I'm gonna, you know, leave a guy here and I'm not gonna move him around. And and I, w- I would always be frustrated with certain things that they would do. And it, because of that background, because of you know when I first started writing about NC State football, it was Tory Hall all, all mm-hmm. over the formation, and you had to find them. That was your job. You know, mm-hmm. you had to go find them. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of get around that this year. You know, it's, it's just a Joey is a really old team, an experienced team that knows what they've come back for. They didn't come back to go to the Sun Bowl or, or to the Weed Eater Bowl again. They came back to win the ACC championship. And they realize, you know, particularly after beating Clemson last year, that they have the ability to do that. Yep. Well, and we've, we've talked about guys like Bam Knight, Ricky Person, Nameka Mezzi, and, and then we also didn't mention the first-round draft pick at offensive tackle, Iki Aquanu. Those guys are gone, but that's I, – I understand that that's, that's the lion's share of the of, – of the lion's share. Why do I keep using that term? That, that's a majority of the, the returning production that is lost. Bill Connolly has uh, NC State as the number eight team nationally in terms of returning production, and that includes an absolute ton of it coming back on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, and I think kind of one of the areas that I'm really excited about in particular is watching uh, is getting Peyton Wilson and Isaiah Moore back at linebacker. Um, those guys missed a majority of last year. I know Peyton Wilson got injured really early on. Um, he led the ACC in tackles in 2020 is a ton of fun to watch. I, I imagine this linebacking core is going to be the focus of the defense and, and something that they really try to exploit with a with the, the amount of depth and, and and talent that they have at that spot. Yeah, in my opinion, Peyton Wilson was the best defensive player in the ACC in 2020. Just a pure difference maker. Interceptions, tackles behind the line of scrimmage, sacks, a true disruptor. And losing him in the first half of the second game last year was obviously crushing for NC State's defense, particularly in that Mississippi State loss. And, you know, a lot of the steam came out of NC State's sales last year when they lost that game to Mississippi State because the Bulldogs turned out to be kind of a middle-of-the-road SEC team. But what you saw in the aftermath was Isaiah Moore step in and really become a true difference maker on defense. You know, it, it you, you know them when you see them, and there just aren't that many of them. And... I think Moore was outstanding. Then he gets hurt in the seventh game, and you're going, well, there's no way they're going to replace him. And then Drake Thomas comes in and really steps in, and you're going, in this offseason, you would go, what happens when all three of them can be on the field together? And like I said, I was out of practice that first day, and you just look over there, and you're like, whoa. Um, You know, because Isaiah's back and ready. tore his ACL in that seventh game down in Miami. But he's back and ready. You know, Peyton has had a shoulder issues. Both shoulders were surgically repaired in the 21 offseason. And so they weren't necessarily completely caught off guard by his injury early. So, you know, you want to just see all three of them out there. And it's not like 
uh, yeah, Duke basketball where you're like, oh, is there enough basketballs? Is there, are there enough shots to go around? No, there's plenty of plays to go around mm-hmm. on a defense. And I think that's the part that, that should have NC State fans excited that these aren't um, one of my favorite words. These aren't just a couple of jabronis back there running around. These are these are three true playmakers and difference makers. And I, I don't think you win with defense anymore, Joey. Uh, I think, you know, even Nick Saban doesn't try to do that anymore. I know right. I know what Georgia just did. Ultimately, though, when they got the money was on the table in the playoff, they had to make plays on offense. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think you can win with your defense anymore, at least not consistently. And NC State knows that. Uh, but you do have to make the plays near the end of the game to give your team the best chance to win. And in Peyton Wilson, Isaiah Moore, and Drake Thomas, NC State's got three of those guys. And, and you, Clemson's about the only other ACC team that you could say the same about. Yeah. Well, and with the athleticism of those guys, I mean, you don't have to line up in a, in a traditional 4-3 lineup to get all three of those guys on the field either. You know, you can use them in different ways and uh, and exploit matchups that way. I, I just I think about this defense and all the returning production. I mean, is there is there a a spot on this defense, a position group that there is any concern about how they're going to function, or, or is the thought that this is going to be a pretty complete and, and deep defense? I think the front is still a question. You know that this is a class from 2019. Um, Savion Jackson, C.J. Clark, Josh Harris. That was a lot of in-state kids from North Carolina here. Uh, a lot of a lot of hype and the, the program w- was coming off of a segment where Bradley Chubb was just sent into the NFL. Mm-hmm. They had four defensive linemen sent into the NFL draft off of that 2017 team, and they were really trying to reload. And this group was supposed to be the replacements for them, and it hasn't quite materialized that way yet. Um, they were fortunate to get Corey Durden out of the transfer portal from Florida State. That was helpful. He, he had an outstanding year last year. Uh, they had a kid, Daniel Joseph from Penn State, who ended up being productive for them. Uh, but there's there's still some questions there on that defensive front. And if you're going to make plays at linebacker, and every good linebacker knows you can only make plays if if the guys in front of you are occupying blockers. So that that's a that's a concern for sure. You know, the secondary has come a long, 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 long keep going long uh i'm thinking of that 2019 game down in atlanta where you know apologies i can't remember the kid's name playing quarterback he couldn't complete he couldn't throw the ball from a boat into the ocean <laughs> and he was just tearing up nc state's awful secondary might have been and, james graham at that point i don't know <laughs> yeah potentially i'm telling you man um it was one of those games where you're like Woo, nc state's really bad um they're a long way from there. Derek Pitts is a kid who they got from Marshall, who had originally committed to Tony Gibson at uh, West Virginia, and I, I, I think the world of him. Uh, I think he's a real. I think he's an underrated player. I think he's an outstanding player. I think he'll play in the NFL. Um, and then they have uh, you know Tanner Ingle, who's been around for four years now. This is his fifth year. He um, he had problems, suspended, hits to the head, undisciplined. And really turned it around last year. You know, I, th- I thought Tanner and Drake Thomas were the two reasons the team were was able to survive those injuries to Peyton Wilson and Isaiah Moore. And I have a lot of respect for what Tanner has been able to do and how he's been able to change his game because he's gone from a liability at safety to, to a true standout all-ACC player. 
Let's take a quick break to remind you about Section103.com. It is the Internet's premier place for buying all sorts of great officially licensed Georgia Tech apparel. They have got all sorts of great T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies. Uh, they've got stickers now. They've got something for the whole family, men, women, children, everything. Go check them out. Once again, it's Section103.com. You're looking for shirts that are in the official tech gold. You're looking for shirts with the ATL logo on them. You're looking for other officially licensed things. Those things are hard to find in a lot of places for some reason. I don't know why. You can find them all on section103.com. Again, go, go there, check them out. Use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. And, and again, they have some stickers that have just come out. Those, those are really cool. Everything is really high quality that I've gotten from them. Uh, I've gotten some of the performance shirts. I've got one of the hoodies. Um, everything I've got there is, is great, and it really goes great on a Saturday afternoon supporting the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets at Bobby Dodd Stadium or anywhere else. You're in the Thriller Dome. You're at uh, McCamish Stadium. You're at uh, the Rusty Sea. You are going to a volleyball game. You need something to support Georgia Tech. Go to section103.com. They have great products. They are all officially licensed. Got those official word marks, the official colors, everything. Everything you could ask for, you can go find it all there. Once again, use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order when you do go. Appreciate Steven and the gang for their partnership with Basketball Conference. We look forward to another great football season partnering with them. And now let's get back to it. Let's take a look at the schedule here, Joe. And and you mentioned, again, kind of the, the quest for the, um, the elusive 10-win season. And I, I start out by looking at the non-conference here, and it seems – Pretty, uh, pretty well designed. If the if the goal is to get a lot of wins, starting out a, a bit of a, a tricky, interesting spot maybe at East Carolina to start the year, but then Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, UConn all at home. I have to imagine the expectation there is to go four zero out of conference. Yeah, NC State's lost their last two trips to Greenville, North Carolina, to ECU. Uh, Russell Wilson lost there in twenty ten, and then the mm. twenty sixteen team, which ended up with fourteen NFL players on the roster. <laughs> Ended up losing to an awful, awful, awful ECU team Oof. in easily the worst loss of Dave Doran's 10-year career here in, in Raleigh. Um, those were different teams. And I, I actually, I think playing the opener is an advantage. It'll be, you'll know right away with this NC State team. You know, and it's been floated either on Twitter or here with our radio show in Raleigh. Oh, what if they lost to ECU and won the ACC? And I keep going... If they lose to ECU, there's no way they're winning the ACC. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to understand, this team is a veteran, older team that's here for one reason. And if they can't get out of the blocks, well, they're not going to get out, period. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to disrespect ECU, who will always be ready to play NC State, will always be ready to play North Carolina. Uh, I, I think Mike Houston is starting to figure some things out in Greenville. I do. But this is, this is not a game NC State should lose. And, and the, the, the non-conference schedule itself, Joey, is a dream. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a flat-out dream. In 17, Dave's best team, because it was Chubb, Naheem Hines, Jalen Samuels. No, those were guys. Those were dudes. And they opened that year in Charlotte against South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel takes back the opening kickoff. NC State had like 500 yards in total offense. I think South Carolina had 180. It, NC State just drubbed them and ended up losing because Samuel made an unbelievable play on the kickoff and then caught a uh, caught a deep touchdown pass after NC State had turned the ball over. One of those wacky games, though. I remember and they ended, up losing, they ended up losing that game. 
and they lost at Notre Dame. And you're going, well, they went nine or four. And I'm going, yeah, that's about as hard of a non-conference schedule as NC State's ever going to play. Mm-hmm. Next year, that next year they get Notre Dame back on the schedule. They play Cincinnati. So next year is going to be <laughs> a, a super duper challenge for them. Yeah. This year where you line it up and you go, okay, all of the stars have a line. You have this veteran team. There is no rebuilding. There is, there, you got all the same coaches. You know, this is a dream. Uh, because Charleston Southern is not good. UConn shouldn't play football and Texas Tech. I don't know what they're going to do, but it's at home. And um, surely the uh, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, Mike Leach train has has stopped for the Red Raiders. <laughs> I was going to say that, I, I, you know, East Carolina, Texas Tech, if either one of them were to really have it up and running. I mean, those those could be tricky to tough games, but I don't think either of those programs is quite in a place where they should be able to really yeah. make it a game, you know, for four quarters with NC State here with where they're at. I mean, you're right that this really ends up being a runway and, and the big moment comes right at the end of it. So you have four non-conference games and then October 1st is the big one. It's the road trip to Death Valley uh, to play uh, to play Clemson. And they they won that game last year at home. I guess the big question here of, of again, can you can you realize your dreams, win the win the Atlantic, win the ACC altogether? Is can you get it done a second year? I, I have to imagine. I mean, that's probably about the best lead up you could ask for to a tough opponent like that. Is four games you should win. You should be building some confidence and some momentum, and hopefully not be getting anyone banged up to where that's your best shot at them. Yeah, this is uh, you know. They beat them last year. Clemson's really talented on defense. They haven't won down there officially um, since 03, 02. They they outplayed them in 16. I I like to say they beat them in 16. They just didn't win on the scoreboard. Um, So it's a house of horrors for them. And uh, it's the right time of the year, though, in my opinion. I, I don't think Clemson's quarterback is very good. And I suspect he won't finish the season as their quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Yep. But yeah, it's just a dream. It's a dream schedule. Yep. It, it's designed for for getting to that 10 win mark if, if you ever are going to, it seems like. If nothing else. Yeah, if nothing else. Right. Uh, following five games, four of them at home, Florida State at Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, and Boston College. Wake Forest, those games always get pretty pretty wonky between those two teams. But then I guess the only other tricky p- section here is closing the year on you know back-to-back road trips with Louisville and North Carolina. I mean, again, that, I'm only seeing about three, maybe four games that are like reasonably losable here. And, and even then, I, NC State might be favored in about every one of them. So... Um, like you said, I mean, it's an absolute dream schedule. Uh, do, you, do you have a record prediction, Joe? Do they get to that elusive 10-win mark and, uh, and, and win the ACC? <laughs> I, honestly, I think they're going to go 10-2. and two. Okay. Uh, you know, the game that bothers me is actually Florida State. Mm-hmm. I somehow think they're going to beat Clemson but lose to Florida State. And then I can honestly, you know, between Wake, Louisville, and Carolina – I think they probably lose one of those games. Um, I don't know if that's going to be enough. I, I suspect it will be. I think I think Clemson will go six and two in the league too. Mm. I don't think Clemson is what they were. Um, so I could see Clemson going six and two, State going six and two, State gets the tie break, ten and two. Ten and two is the number I'm, I've settled on. 
and win the Atlantic in the final year of divisions in the ACC. Yeah. And finally. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> it would be appropriate for the ACC. Um, it would be. I mean, no one else, you know what I mean? Like, everyone else has won the stupid things. Like, Maryland, NC State, and that's about it, uh, of the original, you know, teams from 04. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's a thought. That's quite a thought. Um, Joe, I guess last question. If it is, if it is, is it, is it, I guess with the NC State fan base, is it, 10 and two or bust or are there ways to have a successful season without 10 regular season wins here? Yeah, I think that's the, that's the minimum. Um, I also think it depends on how it goes, right? Like I think if they start well, like that O2 team started eight and oh, then they lost games. They never should have lost. And they end up at 11 and three, but it was a closing the year with a win over Notre Dame in the, in the Gator bowl and New Year's day bowl. Uh, no one, no one really remembers the losses or, or the fact that they didn't win the ACC. They just remember, oh, it's the only time, or that they beat two one double A teams that year. They only remember, oh, they won eleven games. So NC State's never beaten ten, you know, and they won't probably won't this year either with Charleston Southern on the schedule. Mm. Um, I think if they go nine and if they go nine and three, the the, the fan base won't be happy. Mm. They will not be happy. Even if it was now, if they won the division at nine and three, that's a different story. Um, but I, I think, I think winning the division is more important than the final number of wins. But how do you win the division without getting to ten? Right. Um, so I think the expectations are there. I think I think the players and Dave understand that expectation. I think that's the best thing they have going for them. This is not like some sort of sneak attack year. And again, the schedule is a dream. The quarterback is, you know, you can't ask for much more than what you have in Devin Leary. The defense is outstanding. All of the parts are there. Mm-hmm. So this, this is the true test for are we swearing on your podcast or no? Go for it. Yeah, this is the true test of NC State shit. I was because if they, can't, <laughs> if they can't win this year, then they're never going to win. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yep, that's that's kind of what I figured. Joe, this has been <laughs> awesome. I, I really appreciate you, you coming on and your time today. You want to tell the people real yeah. quick where they can find your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you follow me on Twitter. It's Gilio, G-I-G-L-I-O underscore O-G. And we're on if you want to stream us. If you're interested in the Triangle and NC State, Carolina, Duke, we're on WRLSportsFan.com. You can stream our show, the O-G, from 3 to 6.30 every day. Absolutely. Go do that. Joe, this has been awesome. I really appreciate your time. I look forward to having you on, with, uh, having you on again sometime soon, all right? Anytime, Joe. I appreciate you. Thank you, Joe. Yep, be good. Once again, that was Joe Giglio of 99.9 The Fan and WRALsportsfan.com coming at you from Raleigh, North Carolina. Really appreciate his time. Go give him a follow at Giglio underscore OG on Twitter. Giglio is G-I-G-L-I-O. Um, I, I thought he made a lot of great points there. And, and what he was talking about there at the end is really kind of where I'm at, is that this is a pretty complete roster, a pretty complete team with a schedule that is is designed for it. You've got continuity on the coaching staff. All of the pieces are in place here, and, and there's not a lot of room for excuses. This is the time for NC State to go and get it to that 10-win that mark that has been so elusive in program history, as we've talked about before. It's kind of unbelievable that uh, they've had such a hard time for as long as they've been playing football uh, getting to that 10-win mark. But think that they can get it done. You know, Joe has them at 10 and two. It's interesting to think that even nine and three might be a disappointment. But again, I think with all the elements in play, I I understand the expectation here and make it happen now while you can. I am with Joe. I'm with Joe. I think they go about 10 and two. Uh, I, I think that they have a very good shot to beat Clemson 
in uh, in Death Valley once again. Um, I, well, not once again. I mean, they would be beating them again, but this time in Death Valley. Um, I, I think that NC State again has all the pieces here. I think they can absolutely go out, go ten and two, and go win the Atlantic Division, and that is my pick. I think that they will do that. Um, I definitely see one or two kind of wonky losses, as as has been the case, as as Joe mentioned. There is still such a thing as NC State shit. We will just have to see how uh, how that actually ends up coming into play throughout the season. But I, I really like everything going on with this team. I, I I don't have that many questions, and honestly, that makes a preview a little bit difficult. Is like, well, we know what we have here for the most part. Um, we know what they're going to be, and it's just a matter of can they do that for twelve games in, in game in and game out. Um, but as mentioned, I mean the the out of conference schedule is pretty soft. It is pretty uh, is pretty forgiving in a lot of ways. Even if you have a rough game somewhere in there, you should still be winning all of them, given what you have coming back and uh, both on the field and with the coaching staff and everything else. So I think this sets up really well for NC State in, in so many ways. As Joe mentioned, it's the dream schedule. So the question is just can they get it done? Uh, can they finally get over the top and, and, and make it to that 10 and two, maybe even 11 and win, uh, 11 and one mark. And so we'll have to see if they can get it done. And I, I think that they have a really good chance to. I think they will. All those NC State fans that think I hate them, hate their program, hate Dave Doran, all that. This is for you. I think that they're getting it done this year. I think they're going to go 10 and two. I think they win the Atlantic Division. I think they win the ACC. Honestly, that's my pick. I, I think that they win the ACC. And as Joe mentioned, I am not I am not ultra high on Clemson this year and, and really moving forward. I think their best days are behind them. I think they'll be a little bit more beatable. I don't think that they're just the shoe-in pick to win the ACC from here on out, at least until something else really changes. I think NC State is positioned well here to take advantage of, of maybe a, a Clemson program that is starting to have to figure things out a little bit more than they have for quite a while. And, and NC State, again, well-positioned to take advantage of that and I think get it done and win, win the ACC Atlantic and really the ACC overall. So that's my prediction, 10-2. and two. We'll see if the Wolfpack can get it done. We are going to get out of here. This is the last you're going to hear from me uh, for the mo- most likely for a couple of weeks. Uh, I am about to go out on paternity leave. And uh, so I'll be back hopefully for the week one preview. It's going to be a little bit tight, but we'll see how we can how well we can do with that. Um, but keep it tuned here. Mike has some previews coming your way, and uh, we'll definitely have you ready to start the year here in just a couple of short weeks uh, as we record this here in mid-August. Uh, we're, we're only a couple short weeks from some actual football, and, and we are ready, 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 ready to be back in the saddle doing that. I'm going to get out of here. In the meantime, you come find us on Twitter. I'm at FTRS Joey. Mike is at Mike McDaniel SI. Together, we're at BC Podcast ACC. And once again, go follow Joe Gilio on Twitter at Gilio underscore OG for all sorts of NC State content and other you know triangle content and other just really funny, entertaining content. He's, he's a really good Twitter follow. Would definitely recommend going to find him there. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, we're on Spotify, any of those places you go find your podcasts. Go find us there, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, give us five-star reviews, we appreciate those. Uh, I promised before that if you leave us a really funny, good review, we will probably read it on air. So uh, that's that's up to you to make that happen. So go do that, please. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, all the different social medias, go find us there. And you can send us an email with your questions, comments, or concerns to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. So go please do those things. We do have a couple of emails in the inbox. We have not missed them or forgotten about them. Uh, we will try to maybe get to them before the season starts. Otherwise, they might have to wait a little bit, but time will tell there. All right, that's all I got. 
For Mr. Joe Giglio, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. The previews will continue, so keep it tuned here. We will talk to you again soon. Until then, go Pack and go ACC.